you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. This one is free. This one is free. Free. This one is free. This one is free. Free. This one is free. This one is free. Free. This one is free. This one is free. Free. This one is free. I'd rather be free than cheap. This one is free. It ain't even got to be that deep. This one You whack nigga in cheap seats. Mind you, I'm in VIP and up is my feet. I'm bossing. I'm flousing on the weekend. And through the week, uh, I just be speaking from what I'm thinking. And it just fleeking. And that's some new shit for y'all youngins that's thinking wise beyond your years for your fears and your tears. Don't fall. Stay strong. Be strong. Hold on. Stay strong. Stay strong. Be strong. Be strong. Hold on. Hold on. And I think about it in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Everything ain't always been right, but I I stay strong. I thought you was about to say I stay prayed up. And I was gonna say if we go into a candy birds production. Oh hell no! So we can so our tour <laughs> can get canceled. <laughs> What's going on? That's What's not up, right. y'all? That's not <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But her, you know that shit. Well, y'all know what happened, and I was gonna go so I can talk shit because I was disappointed. So I'm speaking out of anger and resentment. <laughs> See why you got why you did them like that? Because I wanted to go. At least you will always have them the, songs with the, the yes. shit. I wanted to see all that and candy. Remember. So whatever she was singing to Joyce in the mother's love, he's my man, and you mind your business. Whatever she was saying, like, I wonder what what I was about to say. Big Frida, I wonder what uh um what's the girl Funky Dineva? I wonder what she made off of that, like the soundtrack and stuff, and if she was gonna go on tour and all that, because that was Funky Dineva was yes on cast. She was like when yeah. she was supposed to tour with them. That would have been lit for her because Funky Dineva is I love Funky Dineva. a particular type of something. So like to have landed that like almost out the gate. Me and wow. Funky bonded. <laughs> Me and Funky. we really did. Yeah. Hey. Me and Funky bonded. Friends, friends, friends with Ow. Funky. Um, at YouTube Black. Yeah, oh, we were drawn to each other, and we literally hung the entire weekend. <laughs> so he, so now he gonna do his uh, natural coursework, and his hair gonna be laid like you. Yeah, no, but we just <laughs> <laughs> you right. Now. No, but we talked about the expansion of each other's brands and where we want to take it because he's definitely changed his channel completely. Like he's talking more about like social commentary and things. So 
He's really cool. Well, with all of that said, we're going to go on ahead and get into the friend zone, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the, the free episode. The free episode. We ain't had one of these in a while, so <laughs> ad free, we in the place to be. So, should we jump right in? Yeah, we're we going to take it back. We're going to throw it back like it's Thursday. Right, the recap session. So, last week, we had a really great episode. It was actually one of my favorites with yeah. Sir Taxstone. Word to Taxstone. Shout out to Tax. Right, I loved having him on here and having his perspective on masculinity based on... Um, and it was based on a documentary that we all watched on Netflix called The Mask You Live In. Mm. So... Really happy at all the feedback that <laughs> really happy at all the feedback that you guys had. So let's pull out our favorites. Who stood out to you, Asante? Well, pull your um, favorite out. I'm actually <laughs> not sure if I'm supposed to say this person's name because I got their comment from under your Instagram. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, nothing shady was said. Well, they wrote it publicly, so I'm sure they were. Actually, mind. I can't pronounce this, so I y'all should just go see this person's comment. Should I try? Yeah. This comment actually is from Silk the Chakra. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yes, because I like Silk the Chakra and I like chakras because a friend. Okay. So their comment was, "I love today's episode. I don't agree with the manner in which some of the things were in some things were said slash phrased, but the fact they were talked about in such a mature manner was great. Usually, when men address masculinity and rape culture, it's always negative and it just turns into a huge shitstorm." Dustin respectfully disagreed with part of the conversation and articulated himself in a way that you can understand where he's coming from based on his personal experiences. The culture needs more conversations like these from time to time. So I really just enjoyed the fact that they were able to put aside what they were feeling because some of the stuff, you know, there are some trigger words that could have been used in last week's episode, understandably so, (laughs) but they were able to look past that and really get the meaning and the messaging behind what was going on. And that's something that I really like and encourage in the friend zone. Right. I did. I do appreciate that, too, because sometimes people can get lost in the delivery mm-hmm. and then not catch the message. Mm-hmm. So that's very cool. Listen to your heart. <laughs> um, Michelle Otley on SoundCloud said, I really enjoyed this episode. I would say one thing, though. Rape culture is a bit more complex than what you all mention- mentioned on the show. Rape culture is creating an environment where people find excuses to justify the violence against women. For instance, if a woman is raped at a party, some might question, what did she have on? Was she there alone? All these questions instead of coming for the young man. Rape culture is teaching women how to not get raped instead of teaching men that they shouldn't think it's okay to invite themselves on or inside of a woman slash man. We don't teach young men as a whole society that they shouldn't rape. Mm-hmm. And that's a powerful point that we absolutely missed um, last week. A couple other things, too, just um, listening back, you know, which is always one of the things about having a podcast is when you listen back, you're like, oh, I should have said this, should have said that, right. you know, because we're all trying to do our best with the shows. Um, but there were a lot of really amazing points that were brought up in the comments. So I definitely suggest those of you who are interested in the topic or want to look further into it to definitely engage with the conversations that were had um even just uh, masculinity and being against women as a system you know like how much money we make in comparison just the whole system of it like those are things that i think we definitely didn't get the chance to really dig too deep into but yeah. we could do but so much because it's not it's like an yeah. hour show yeah and but four, four people on the four mic, people you know? with different opinions yeah but i'm glad that 
like uh, the comment that Asante read, at least we got the conversation going. So that was, you know, that definitely was the goal with that. So what about you, Dustin? What stood out to you? Well, this week, on I know I always like crack jokes or whatever during this segment, but this week on a more serious note, the tweet that stood out to me was from somebody who obviously paid attention to (laughs) the things that, that I am, I guess, built upon like what matters the most to me too when it comes to the things that I like right which everybody knows that I'm all about expression and people being their authentic selves and everybody else knows that knows that knows me rather knows that I love music Mm -hmm. and so one of my friends um who originated on Twitter and we actually spilled over into real life and got cool um, his name is Dylan Jaden, and his Twitter handle is at Bussy Juice, B-U-S-S-Y-J-U-I-C-E <laughs> underscore. So and he sent me a video uh, of a live performance uh, that he knew I would like, and I'm just going to play a couple of seconds from it because it's not anything that's going to get us kicked off. Okay. <laughs> Here we go, you guys. Hold on. Let me get this volume right. Hold on. Here we go. I'm Who is that? Somebody's grandma at the function. Somebody's auntie. Yeah. Well, she's so, that is that. Now she that that, 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 that <laughs> lyrical masterpiece, Grammy Award Song of the of the Year ready. You know. <laughs> Um, display that we just got it comes from some woman and since this is an audio podcast I'm going to describe for you what I can see out of my eyes she is sitting in a light blue folding metal chair and she's sitting on concrete of some sort and there's grass around her (laughs) so they're like a city park or something like that Um, she's overweight uh, uh, she's wearing a zebra uh, blousey, you know, like button-up shirt with a matching zebra do-rag style scarf tied in a bun this. in the back. <laughs> very large, very large green palm green earrings um, with a with a coordinating green plastic bangle bracelet, <laughs> and she's holding a cigarette um, and sitting down. And there's a crowd of people around her who are all randomly holding red party cups. So it was a good time, you know, and they were engaging. <laughs> Um, it was, must have been some kind of networking event. I don't know, but I was just blown Not away. A and event. so I just wanted to give that, give thanks, I guess. It's more so gratitude than anything else. Mm. I'm so mad at that. Okay. So shout out to you, Dylan Jay. Dylan's hilarious. So on this week's episode, we wanted to kind of piggyback on a few points that we brought up in last week's episode when we were talking to Tax about. I'm like, how do, how do you? <laughs> this is the fun. This is the funniest segue that will ever be experienced. And I'm like, how do I put this into the right words? Let's just say how it is. So we were talking to Tax because I was gonna say that you was <laughs> about the ass eating conversation that Twitter loves to partake in, or as Dustin put it, anal dining. Anal dining. <laughs> but it got us thinking about sex, and even we brought up the the comment that Amber Rose made about Kanye where she called him a booty in the at, was finger in the booty whatever it was her tweet was and just how that created this hysteria online about nobody want to do our nails <laughs> about what people enjoy sexually <laughs> and what it means about them so we thought we would have an episode on sex and limitations and ah, where they come from ah, <laughs> is it really ew. that you aren't comfortable and can't, you know, feel anything, as most people say, when they don't want to try something? Or oh. is it because... 
<laughs> or, <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn, are you calling out the hoes right now? <laughs> or, <laughs> or is it? Or. <laughs> Or maybe <laughs> they ain't, can't feel it because never mind. <laughs> oh God! Well, or are you unable to feel? I or, have nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or is it because you're blocking yourself? You're you're blocking yourself from enjoying something because of the stigmas behind it, or what people might find out if they do it. Like the way I'm sure Kanye never thought Amber <laughs> would tweet that or put it in a hashtag. A hashtag. So she left one of her nails up there. So let's talk about it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, So limitations from sex, right? For me, I think that um, a lot of limitations from most people come from, like, stigmas that are attached to certain sexual behaviors. Right. Um, Some people feel like if they do certain things sexually, it might make them um, be perceived as, you know, far too promiscuous or freaky or even nasty Mm -hmm. or, you know, less masculine or or too, too strong and rough, you know, or whatever. Everybody's scared to look like something as opposed to just doing what feels good to them. To me, sex is the one time where you can be completely physically selfish. You can also just totally do whatever you want to do, period, in sex. Meaning that you don't have to and shouldn't do anything you don't want to do because sex is all about enjoyment and pleasure. Right. So if two people are in the mind frame that, okay, well, I'm kind (laughs) of down to just feel good, period, and the other person feels like they're down to feel good, period, then everybody can just make each other feel good and there's harmony. The discord comes sexually when people are at two different places on the spectrum of sexual freedom, I guess, mm-hmm. and then they, but they're rushing to get in the bed because they think that it's a sense of accomplishment you know, to bag somebody or whatever. So everybody's trying to fuck because, you know, you want to be able to get some if you want some. It, like, validates you in your image. But nobody really thinks about the fact that maybe I can be strategic sexually and really enjoy it for what it is and not have to deal with what it's not or shouldn't be. So, but a lot of times people are too afraid, bringing it back to stigma, they're too afraid to try those things because of the stigmas that are attached to it. So that's why people are walking around here with with unhappy genitals. That's why. Okay. That's why they might as well put it. There's somebody needs to make some emoji <clears throat> panties and boxers with the sad face emoji and even like the blue one, you know, the, where that forehead is blue <laughs> for people that are sexually frustrated because they need it's a cry for help. <laughs> it's a cry for there's an outcry for help being ignored. And I wish that Iyanla Fix My Life was on the Playboy channel. Whoa. But yes. what you want? A y- I understand. If anybody should be directing porn, it's Iyanla Van Zandt. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no! You've got to get it from the other side. What are you doing? <laughs> Move your hair back. <laughs> if you're going to suck a penis, Iyanla needs to direct porn. You might be on to something. She might become the Mona Scott. Lord, no. She might become the so Mona Scott. So that's all I'm Playboy. saying. To bring, you know, to sum it up, in summaries, <laughs> do what you want to do. And be ballsy enough. Uh, this is the one conversation where I guess it's ballsy. appropriate <laughs> so, to say ballsy. Right. So be ballsy enough to be bold sexually and do the things that you want to do and initiate the type of sex that you want to have. Stop having bad sex that you don't want to have. If you don't want, in the words of Candy um, Marie, we're just going to say her middle name. <laughs> I was going to say Marie. Michelle. Candy Marie Burris. I don't know what her middle name yeah, is. Marie. If you don't want to do it, don't. Do it. <laughs> That's all people have to do, and then everybody will be happy. It's a gospel. Yeah, sex for me has changed a lot. When I was younger, um, I definitely, you know, would 
sleep, I've slept with a couple of dudes that I wasn't necessarily in relationships with. And it was cool because we had an understanding. There wasn't, you know, any feelings left unchecked or misunderstood. But the sex now looking back wasn't mm. very good because mm-hmm. there was no <laughs> there was no connection. It was almost like you were just using each other to get off. You know, and then keep it moving, which works. Like I said, everything is an evolution of where you're at in your life. For me now, I can't do that. Like, you have to stimulate my mind to even get me to feel anything for you. And I don't like having limitations, but I can't be that way with everyone. Like, you can't give that to everyone. Mm, At least that's how I feel. Hell no. Right. Because it's not for everyone to have or to know about you. Right. And so I'm extremely, like, uninhibited and free. Of course, y'all already know that. But it has to be (laughs) with the right person that I feel like I can do everything with and not think twice because that's just how we have it with each other. Mm, Right. Mm. And it makes it better... It makes it healthier, safer. Um, I love the exploration, too. I always tell people, like, you have to create a universe. I love smells and scents and, um, you know, oils and Making the sounds. planets orbit. <laughs> you got to create a vibe, you know, and mm-hmm. you can't. <laughs> you, you literally have to create yes, a vibe. Yes, I'm totally I'm, into creating a vibe. Like, when I was younger, it would just be like, Boom, 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 and then leave. And just hot, like, <laughs> this is gonna sound so crazy, mom. Sorry. <laughs> just really aggressive, mm-hmm. hard, quick sex that was very, I call it sport fucking. <laughs> it's sport fucking, because there's no real emotion or emotional thread to it. It's just like, you how going, hard can I hit just it? Just going for the gold. Going for the gold. And then it's usually drunk after a party or a club. It's not much thought to it, you know? Oh, it would be the best one. And a lot of the times I, I had to be drunk or, you know, under the influence in order to even go through with it. But now it's like I am in such a different place. I love the idea of creating a vibe. I love that where, like, you know, y'all are like... Is it gonna happen? Is it not gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? It's not gonna be like it's not gonna be like and, and y'all okay, saw they just that touched little, my leg. Y'all okay, saw that I touched the inside of their leg. <laughs> Yeah, and y'all saw the little laser thing I bought with the stars. Yeah, yes. first thought I hey, Ooh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Samir just gave me the look like yes. <laughs> um, I bought this dope laser from Amazon that creates like a galaxy of your room with stars and shooting stars and and just these cool lights. And then I put my playlists, you know, and just. Just a just chill. It's a vibe, and to Play me, that's list. so. <laughs> to me, that's what makes sex like, so fun. Yes, where Lord. it's like a moment. So it's changed a lot for me. I can't really do the whole like, oh, he's a cutie. Let me see if this, <laughs> if we can make this work. I can't. Like you have to know who I am. I have to know who you are. That's what, a, what makes exploring fun for me. What are, hey, get what are tested. Oh yeah, of absolutely. Course. Cause ain't nobody got time for that. No, yeah. Especially ain't nobody, in this day and age. Ain't nobody got time, money. Uh, I mean, like that shit is expensive. If Doctor you if you catch visits, something, prescriptions, it adds up. Man, so look, as a woman though, like, what are some sexual stigmas you feel like you face? Like, especially um, dating in the past and coming um, up. Um, sexual stigmas that women face. That's an interesting question because I definitely think it's worse for men. Mm-hmm. Because men are afraid to be called gay. You know, they're so afraid of it that they will deprive themselves (laughs) of sexual pleasure to not be labeled. With women, I don't know that we have... Like, I'm trying to think... 
I mean, obviously, I think our fear is always when a scorned dude will call you a hoe so quick, you know, or be like, she's nasty, or I fucked her in the ass. Like, yeah. whatever men say to try to demean you, like, if, dude, we both partook. I don't know how you think yep. you're knocking me for sleeping with you. That means you think you're nasty, you know? But really, that's it. I mean, but that's why I say I'm very cautious about how far I go with just anyone. It just can't right. be that kind of thing anymore, especially now with, you know, our careers and people love uh, putting things on Snapchat. Okay. <laughs> That's like such a fear now. Shit, anything on the internet pretty right, much. Right, or filming you secretly. Like things, the you know, things have changed in this digital age. So I definitely feel more comfortable with a boyfriend or someone where we have that, you know, emotional understanding. But, yeah, as far as stigmas, there's really nothing I can think. But I will say just this whole idea of porn education. That's another thing I think of uh, the dudes that I've slept with. The way they want to treat you, like, especially when I was younger, like, looking back, you know, trying to, like I was saying on last week's show, trying to put you in all kinds of crazy poses. I'm like, this doesn't even feel good. Like, it might look cool <laughs> in the mirror, <laughs> but it doesn't actually feel good you don't seem like you're about to come anytime soon i'm definitely not <laughs> so why do you have me upside down <laughs> in upside front of down. the mirror you know like just things like that that men create these these like movies in their like, head i gotta do that, that yeah because i think going they the want list. you to go back to your home girl like girl let me tell you what he did but it's like the sex part wasn't even good though and you can tell now, mm -hmm. this is something that guys probably won't admit, but whatever. You can tell when you're performing well sexually, mm -hmm. and it really don't even have nothing to do with what the other person is, how they're responding to you. When you're really good at having sex, it's when it's feeling so good to you that you're responding to the sensation, right? So it's not like you're trying to you're not you know, acting. have sex really aggressively or rough or whatever for the point of, you know, I'm I'm about to F the S out of you, you know, or whatever. Feel good, make me you know feel what good. I'm saying? But but you're it's really so bomb that like you get so into the movements and that in turn feels good to the other person. So that's really how you become good in bed. Absolutely. So and as a woman yeah. that now I'm older and as I and I understand my body so much more, what pleases me, what doesn't I understand exactly how I work. I will say a lot of what has improved my sex life is knowing what works for me mm -hmm. and focusing on making sure that I am satisfied. Because I think even as a woman, we tend to put our, uh, not all of us, I won't you know, say a blanket statement, but most of us tend to put our sexual needs on the back burner for men to be pleased, you know? And that's something that I think is so, is too common. But now that I'm older, I, I, I'm less about like, oh, let me see what, what I how you know I can get him off, and it's more like, okay, this is a team. <laughs> so I got a question, but I don't want to ask if I don't want to ask you. No, go because ahead. Because I don't even want to talk to you about that. So, <laughs> but I want to ask the listeners. This is so oh, awful. Lord. But whatever, because I really have a burning question. Yeah. Right? So no pun Okay, intended. like hopefully not. <laughs> what happened to sucking titties? Right, like I remember when like growing up. <laughs> Right, like don't nobody talk about sucking titties no more. You notice that? You know like I rem never. I remember. I remember growing up and sucking titties was a big deal. Like that. Like if you was able you to were, suck like, a in titty, the like bus. it was like, oh my god, like I'd be sucking her titties or, or like oh you know god. he sucked my titties, whatever. Like, <laughs> but don't nobody say no. I mean, people are just going straight to sex and not just sex, but like 
lower oral sex. Like, <laughs> what happened to sucking titties? I ain't heard nothing. <laughs> so I just want to know. Are y'all still getting y'all titty sucked? Like, is it? And is it? But is it just? <laughs> this what I'm. This what I want to know, though, right? Like, you know how? <laughs> like, like, you know how? Like, for a guy to just get some head, like mm-hmm. that's a thing. Like, sometimes you might just get a little head. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. You finish. <laughs> right. For girls, right? And I'm not asking you. I'm not even gonna look at you because I don't want to know <laughs> nothing about you getting your titty sucked. <laughs> so, to my listeners, to the listeners. <laughs> Do girls feel Ooh. like I just like tonight? I'm not really trying to do it. I just want to get my titty sucked. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Like, is that like <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Sure like, is that, is, that, is that like right, a, somebody? The titties just do. What's going? Form. What happened to titty sucking? That's what I want to know. Like, is titty sucking? Like, do people but still you know get what? their titty sucked? But even with Sorry. nipples, the evolution I, of the nervous system. But even that, I think it's men, a shocker in the tit. <laughs> the nipple shocks. Men don't talk about their own nipples and how much they enjoy it. That's yeah, another that's, thing. That, feel, that shit feel good. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And I remember. I think I don't even remember which partner was obviously I won't put anyone on blast but I remember the first time I realized because I think when you're young yeah you don't even make the connection (laughs) like hello nipples nerves like it's we all feel it why would a man not feel it and you was like oh shit yeah and to see the dude react I was like oh wow like you thought you had a new magic power or something I did I was like I was like, I've been sleeping on this skill set. <laughs> Literally laying on his chest and didn't know the whole time. Because men don't talk about it. And even afterwards, he felt so awkward. And he was like, yeah, like, I like that. But, you know, don't tell anyone. And I was like, really? You know, he was like embarrassed at how much he reacted. Mm. Well, and, let and, me ask you this. Because mm-hmm. this really will matter. I could see, like, maybe if he was, like, overweight and so his, he had, like, he felt no, like it looked like he, he had breasts so he didn't want nobody no, to say this, somebody was sucking his dick. No, this dude was <laughs> I'm just really playing. It was just too, too, too good of a joke <laughs> to leave alone. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> Can you imagine, y'all? Yo, if anybody is listening, hire me. To write that he script. Hire me. me to write that script about the fat nigga that didn't want his girl licking on his chest. Because no. he didn't want nobody to think he was getting his titties. So. Now you're fat shaming. Right. Oh, so, so what? It was funny. <laughs> I want some men to start writing into the show about that shit. So, yeah. Come on. Come on, suckers. Let's get it on. <laughs> come on, suckers. <laughs> oh, no. Of all so the I, words. So I just had that question. But yes, friend. Go yeah, ahead, Yeah, but friend. I think that, that ties into, especially with the stigmas around men and the sexual pleasure that they allow themselves even with you know fingers in the ass or uh ass eating <laughs> i always feel so bad saying ain't that no dining I, <laughs> it's ain't no dining ain't no dining let's yeah. use that for the show <laughs> but like why is it like even when tax you know as soon as i brought it up you saw he sat up like yeah. nah <laughs> it's just like why is that a thing like what makes you think that you wouldn't enjoy it like how do you know if you haven't tried it how can you so certainly say that ain't my thing? I can't enjoy it if you've never tried it. See, and you know, maybe I can't speak for tax or nobody else, but when tax said it, I immediately, and this is not funny, I immediately thought about, you know, like Oz. And you know, Oz used to have them. Oh, the show on HBO. Yes. And you know, tax, <laughs> tax lived, lived the shit for real. Right. And, but you know, when being younger and seeing some shit like Oz and, and you know, kids and niggas in the hood, like all associated jail and you know male rape and shit so i think for a lot of guys that was always a thing too aversion to it yeah so i mean i understand the aversion but as far as like culturally especially in the hood like you know 
tying into last week's episode, the performance that men have to have with around each other to be so masculine and what masculinity means. That probably be fun sometimes though when you win. Like when you can out nigga somebody, <laughs> like when you with a bunch of guys. Have a nigga and off. It's time for a task and you the one that could do it. <laughs> ah! Yeah. I'll, I'll nigga at everybody. Ah! <laughs> Sometimes that's fun. So well, clearly there's a high that. to it, you know? But I just, I guess for me, it's just that you guys are depriving yourselves of so we're many stupid. things. You know we stupid. We're stupid. Right? Niggas are stupid because we're really emotional, mm-hmm. but we're not. You know what I'm saying? Right. But we feel everything. And the reason that I say that is because we have a zero tolerance like threshold for disrespect. So for you to catch the smallest hint of something being disrespectful, you're a feeler, nigga. Right. You know what I'm saying? You just don't know that. Right. You know, and I'm one of them. <laughs> Go ahead, though. But, yeah, I guess for the men listening, I just wonder, especially if you're married or you've been with a girl for a long time, like, are, do you find that you are getting your- blocking yourself from experimenting <laughs> because of what you fear other men will think of you? They mm. are. They are. I can answer. I know a lot. I mean, yeah, I see the tweets all the time. And that go for gay people and straight people too. Same rule applies. Cheese pipe, crack pipe. True, true. Well, I guess pipe is the wrong analogy for that. (laughs) Um, Tomato, tomato, same thing. Really? What are the Mm -hmm. stigmas that are gay niggas don't want to be? Don't want to do anything sexually that's more associated with being feminine or the or the person who is deemed you know the weaker feminine person in the sexual act. You know, same shit. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. That, that right, whole, because like, they both gay. But it's right. like, you know, who want to be the gay one? You know what I'm saying? That whole, like, mm. top-bottom mentality, male-female association is just, like, a really big thing. And especially <clears throat> another big stigma, uh, STDs. Like, you know, being a black gay man from Atlanta, you always hear the joke <laughs> about AIDS and shit. Like, oh, you from Atlanta? Like, I heard, you know, shit run right. rampant down there. And it's yeah. just like... Not for me, but, you know, people meeting somebody from Atlanta are probably less inclined to want to have sex with you just under the assumptions and some bullshit, you know? So a lot of real stigmas on both ends of the spectrum. Whether Yeah. And I saw a tweet about that, too, where somebody was like, um, I'm sure a lot of the HIV and AIDS epidemic is coming from, you know, DL men that go and sleep with their wives. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, why is it an automatic? But there are some real men shit, though. There are these heterosexual dudes out here that are wilding. On some real shit, I know way more DL women than I do DL men, and I know both. But I know far more deal. And it's not young ones either. I'm talking about old-ass women with grandkids and shit. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Still munching (laughs) on the low, though. Like, I didn't even peep it. Because, you know, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes, you know. Especially, like, with older, you know, like, black women and shit. It's just hard. But even that, the fact that they have to pretend. And I mean married, like, public women and I'll be like God and what do you think they're afraid of the church probably too right hell yeah sorry I I was just about to say when you brought that up that made me think about being a child and that that was one of those things that was kind of like talked about but not but Mm -hmm. then I feel like the whole DL male thing kind of just went out of control and everybody just forgot about women not to say that women need to be blamed when they be in DL but it was just like this weird sense of uh, taboo so because black people growing up in the church no one wants to you know discover or have the conversations about sex and sexuality and what it all means, protecting yourself, expressing yourself, all the, you know, all the, the things that it entails. Because so, at the end of the day, it's still more shameful to be a gay man than it is anything else. 
And so people have made, that's why, that's why, if you really want to be real, there's a stigma attached to gay, urban gay men that they are so willing to fist fight and to physically protect themselves and are known for being able to be, you know, good fighters. Right. Because there's nothing you can do to beat the stigma, no matter how, no matter how you present yourself, no matter how you quote unquote carry yourself, no matter what your hobbies are, who your friends are, nothing. If people find out that you are gay, it's an automatic loss on their books or whatever in the public eye. And at the end of the day, people are always going to disrespect you for that. And so as a gay person, you feel like, well, damn, I have my back against the wall. I have no choice but to start kicking ass out here. You know what I'm saying? Because how long are you supposed to live like that? And so that's a stigma that other people got to talk about too. Word up too. We don't forget, we don't leave nobody out. Inclusion. <laughs> we talking about everybody's stigmas in this motherfucker tonight. <laughs> everybody's stigma. Ain't nobody stigma saying. Okay. I used to think stigma was a word that meant something stunk when I was little. Like when I was real little, I used to be like, don't don't stigma sound like something that would stink. Like a stigma, stigma in like here. A, like inside a growth, like you know he got a, he had that cut that open wound, and then after a while the stigma had set up. <laughs> oh so they had to take I'm the tissue. They had to cut the tissue out. Once you know once that stigma set in, you fuck around and lose your whole foot. <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> but what about? I would so love food. to know. Do you have any stigmas that you think um, prevent you from having like a free, awesome sex life? Do you are you, can are you able to look and say yes? I'm actually very limited, or do you think you just go with the flow? Well, <laughs> for the most part, I am. I can be very go with the flow, but then. Depending on what's flowing, don't it? I, I was just gonna <laughs> say, you know, sometimes, especially for the for the for the males that really get excited, and I'm not saying I'm one, but like I have been with you talking about just, the erection. No, oh. <laughs> might as well be. But well, well actually, said, maybe yes. Actually, get yes, excited. Right. yes, yes. For them, for when sometimes guys get so excited <laughs> that like all, they just can't hide it. They can't hide it, and then they get real crazy. Like you know, you'll have said, "All right, this is what I am not about." And then it's like, you know, you get, there are so many puns because you give a nigga an inch and they take a mile. Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's like no right way to talk. There really isn't. All I know is whenever it comes to sex with somebody, <laughs> did I do another one again? It comes. See, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> when it comes to like just being comfortable with somebody, sometimes like you really have to read that vibe because sometimes people get really excited and that shit what you talking about else. just say what you talking about because i'm right. i don't it's know they be talking in circles okay so back when i deleted my twitter you know i remember that i went on this date with this dude it was like the second or third day that i went out with this guy he literally just at some point thought that we were supposed to have sex uh, after this date oh that's the worst <clears throat> and for me it was like okay like this was actually cool but like i hadn't and you know, I always play safe, but I still get tested regularly just because, you know. And so I hadn't been tested. And so I was like, okay, like, we just dating. Nothing crazy is going to happen. And I had already said at some point that we weren't, um, you know, going to be doing like that. This nigga came out naked and said, and it was like pretty much like get to work. And at that point, I was like, it's time for me to go. Like, Gosh. people sometimes think that when you're being real nice or when shit's going really, really good, that they can take advantage. And I feel like just being a nice-ass person sometimes can fuck shit up. That is so true. That's <laughs> happened to me so many times, especially because men are just hella entitled. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and I they think feel that's... like you owe them, especially after a date. Like you owe them for the plate. <laughs> that's and the crazy, drink. though. Like I've always, I just literally just had this conversation with my brother like two days ago, right? Because 
anyway, so, but I have always wanted to feel like I was wanted. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever, I would never want to feel like I bought some. You know what I mean? Or right. I, or you know what I'm saying? Like, you you only, you literally like fucking with me because, you know, yeah, like, I want you to want to touch me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I want you to desire me. So if that ain't in there, if the fire ain't in the desire, I'm a retire to the back. <laughs> I ain't going to participate. Like, you got to want me. No, Won't yeah, that's me. way too common. I remember when I was younger, the worst time that that's ever happened to me was this investment banker. Like, mm. my, my best friend when I was younger was, like, the Huxtables. Like, all her friends were, like, rich and, you know, and here I was from the hood, but we got along well because we were from two different worlds, but we just connected. Mm -hmm. So, but the more I hung around her and her friends, you know, it was putting me in a different world. So I ended up liking one of her friends and we went on a date i feel like i had to be like 20 i don't know and uh he took me out to like some fancy restaurant it actually when people talk about the 200 dollars dates on twitter i'm like yes it was mm -hmm. one of those i think we went to like a broadway show and he really thought because i was this hood chick that he was like putting me on mm, you as know? opposed to doing that shit because he it was wanted fun. to yeah. right but it was like let me show her like a world she doesn't know which is stupid because i'm like just because i'm from the hood doesn't mean i don't know this stuff <laughs> like you know so it was weird already because i just felt this weird air that he was carrying the whole time and then at the end of it um we went back to his place after it was over he was like, oh, well, you know, we can have dessert and drink some tea or whatever and just hang, watch a movie. And I'm, you know, my ass, I'm not even thinking anything wrong. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Not interested in sleeping with him at all. It was the first date. I wasn't really checking for him like that yet. And then when I told him I was had to go home, he got really angry. And then mm. he started being like, he turned into one of those street dudes so fast he was like, fuck you. You're not even someone I would take home to my mother in the first place. And then he said, you know, oh, you're hood God. ass. Like, I was doing you a favor. You probably never even been taken to a restaurant. Like, yo, I was so angry because he went to that so quickly to try to knock me emotionally and mentally because I didn't want to have sex with him. And that was such a disgusting trait that I think is way too common in men when they don't get what they want. It's like, how can I break her and make her feel bad for this, you know? As opposed to thinking, dude, she just doesn't want to sleep with you. Relax. Right. Give her some time if you're really interested in her. But that's not that's not how he saw it. And I was like, oh, hell no. All right, this crazy-ass nigga. I'm getting the oh fuck out God. of this. That shit always looks like. And Whenever I was just praying that I could get out, you Where know? is he at now? I don't know. <laughs> you really don't, for real? I swear I don't. Can we find him if we wanted to? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, well, let's look him up so we can <laughs> laugh at how bad he's doing or how ugly his wife is or, <laughs> or how fucked up his kids he, look or something. Because it just shocked me how quickly he turned just mm -hmm. because he wasn't getting sex. And mm -hmm. it turned into a monster, yo. I was just like, let me get out of this crib before he crazy. kills me or something. Right, he probably you know? had a little dick anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> I hate that that's so common. Like that. People get crazy. Yeah, and with sex, that's another thing. Like, n feeling comfortable as women saying no. Because I know for me, and I know a lot of women can relate, I've put myself in situations where I necessarily didn't want to do anything, but I felt stuck you know, or I didn't necessarily know how to say no. Or maybe I gave in just because I was just like, ah, I don't want to deal with the backlash. You know, especially when you're younger, you don't really know how to communicate those things. Especially if you like the guy, you don't want to, quote unquote, ruin it. And yeah. just things that you are not, um, right. 
I don't know if it's if taught is the right word, but I just didn't know how to navigate those situations. Right. You know, I don't know if my how, I don't know if my mom was supposed to teach me that. I don't really know who's supposed to teach you those situations because you learn as they come. And I think it's a conversation, especially masculinity, that we do miss out on, like men and the pressures that you put on us. Right. And not just men. I'm sure in the gay community with each other, the pressure you put on each other to get what you want and you might not be ready mm-hmm. you know and that sucks then you I got somebody like me right mm-hmm. like i talk a lot of shit about sex it's funny you know what i'm saying every yeah. most of the time when i'm cracking jokes i'm literally cracking jokes really right. all the time too don't read too much into my shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> like this i'm face value but like people really automatically just assume that I'm like DTF, right? Like totally like just down and for that's whatever. Another thing like, that sucks. They come up to me, try to grab my penis. They come up to me like they do all kind of crazy things, right? Sometimes it's cool, you know, if I like how they look or whatever. But if it's somebody I'm not into or don't want to touch, you know, it's like chill out. Like I'm not, Amber Rose made a great point on that Russell Simmons or Reverend Run or whoever that show with Tyrese. Oh, yeah. She was talking about how sometimes she's been in like clubs and like, Guys, like, she's chilling with her homegirls or whatever, and they all got on, you know, like, um, them them ace bandage dresses or whatever, and, you know, it is what it is. And so niggas, like, come up to them trying to fuck, and they'll be like, yo, chill out. Like, I'm not even, I'm chilling with my friends. And she was like, they get mad when she's, like, in her head, she's like, I'm not even here for, I'm not thinking about sex. I'm with my I'm friends with my friend. Fun. I'm not even looking at you. Like, I don't even know you. I don't know why you over here. I'm not even on that tip. And so sometimes it is really like that. As a guy, like, women, too. Women are the worst, actually. Like, especially when they know that you're gay, but they still think that, you know, whatever. It's like they try to, like, break you. Like, Mm. oh, I bet you just ain't had the right, you know, whatever, Mm. whatever. And they do all kinds of shit. Most Mm. of my DMs, like, the crazy ones and shit... It'd be from women. Wow, that's interesting. Yep. And yeah, I saw, and I forget Quit what objectifying episode. me. <laughs> you I know? saw an episode where a woman actually commented, I don't know if you guys caught it, on SoundCloud and apologized because she said she really didn't realize how touchy-freely she was with gay men that she knew until we mentioned it on the show. And you particularly, Dustin, when you said you don't like that, like, don't grab my well, shit. Well, I don't want to be, you know, misunderstood. <laughs> Look, now he felt like he blocking his blessings. Right, right. I don't want to be misunderstood <laughs> now, you know. It's okay. But, you know, you got to use it's discernment. Case by case. You got to use discernment. Fear you know discernment. what I'm saying? That's in the Bible. It like, is. like the, the discernment, that's just a Bible word. It is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where that shit came from. <laughs> so that means you got to do it. Like, you got to you gotta use discernment. It's there, okay to just rub a little. <laughs> but that grabbing shit, you mean to grab my balls are sensitive. They like they are. That shit hurts. So like chill out with that. Right. They gotta with be the tight. They gotta be a certain amount of tightness for you to touch them. And that only happens when you get a you know. Mm-hmm. So that means you got some work to do either way. Like if you you can't just come up to me touching my ball. <laughs> oh my god. Go work, work, work. <laughs> what can <laughs> I say? <laughs> <laughs> But even to jump on what you're saying about the club, I saw yes. a tweet where it was a girl, it was a video of a girl dancing and then the guy stepped behind her and she pushed them away. And a dude retweeted it and was like, I don't understand why you bitches come to the club in the first place if you're going to be dancing with your friends. What's the point? Stay home and dance with your friends. 
And it's that same See, entitlement it. where it's like, what makes you think that we only go to the club to be of service to you? Because they're scared to admit that they really want you to like them. And so they feel like, well, let me jump on the bandwagon of, well, I'm just a nigga and bitch, you finna respect me. Right. I'm going to fuck that. I'm finna dominate you. Absolutely. Out of, out of my own fear of admitting that I'm really insecure because I want to be the nigga that comes in the club and all the women look at me and lust after me. Right. So the, the fear insecurity, of yeah, that fear of rejection and shit is really what it's about. They really are. That's why people, you know, it's cliche to say, oh, they're really cowards or whatever, but that really is like some coward, cowardly behavior. Seriously. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and that type that go ahead. I feel like you're gonna. Say no, something. I was gonna say um, before, like it, it really boils down to control. Like sometimes people aren't ready to relinquish that control. They might not even understand why they don't have to have that control in order to have a good time on their own accord. You know, like when guys think that they can treat women any sort of way, it's almost like nobody sat down and said, "You both have to enjoy this, and you need to enjoy yourself, and she has to enjoy herself." So when you're forcing somebody to do something that they don't want to do. You know, who's supposed to have a good time? Are you still having a good time because you're controlling the situation and making somebody do some shit they don't want to do? Because I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be in a situation where I have to make somebody do something. Right, like how is that to, enjoyable? Yeah, to make myself feel good. You know what I'm saying? Unless, you know, that's what the opportunity called for. <laughs> Just saying. No, I think that's a great point. And it ties everything in, all the different layers from this episode where it's like, sexual pleasure you should be enjoying it you shouldn't be forcing anyone to pleasure you you shouldn't feel forced to pleasure anyone and when you find yourself in those situations i think it's an important conversation that maybe we can even put a pin on this and figure out like how can we communicate better as men and women women and women men and men to figure out how can we have healthy sex lives where no one is feeling like they're not their needs aren't being met or or maybe their needs are being overlooked because I think it's way too common sexually. So many men I've slept with that I'm just like, who they taught overlook you? your knees? And <laughs> like, people don't know your you knee is sex? really sensitive. Like people, <laughs> like for knee. real, <laughs> stop overlooking your knees, y'all. No, I thought he said knees the first time. Right? I looked down like, why are you pointing <laughs> at his knees? Y'all ain't never had your kneecaps licked on? Of course. Yeah. See, friend, know about that knee getting overlooked. That's why she be sitting like that. That's why she cross her ankles because she got to keep her kneecaps intact. <laughs> oh my god. You got so high. You got hickeys on the back of them. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you something else too. <laughs> People need to under and this I promise you I'm not even trying to be funny this is for real. People need to understand that sex is actually I feel another form of like nonverbal communication. It's certain shit I can't say to you, right? But I can touch your body in a way that I can communicate certain like ideas and, and, and feelings and shit to you. And that's where people need to connect. Talk to a motherfucker while you doing it. You know what I'm saying? Without True. saying a word. Like, if you really care about somebody and you scared to say it, fuck them like you love them then. You know what I'm saying? And rub their face to where it just might fuck around and slip out. Well, not that, <laughs> but the words might slip out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that you love them. <laughs> oh. So that's just a little game 101 for y'all dumbass niggas that don't know no better. Out here ruining everything for everybody, cussing girls out in the club, calling them bitches and shit. Thanks for nothing. You see how much goddamn work we got to do to clean up after y'all? Right. <laughs> right. It's true. And it's all a communication issue, you know, and the performance issue. Everyone's performing for someone else. Oh, I thought you were is... talking about sexual I did, too. I'm sitting here oh, thinking no, about the bag bottle and everything. I was like, damn, I was like, hell, that blue pill speak on, on it, friend. <laughs> hell, yeah. 
She about to give y'all a natural you know, remedy I like for it that. when you talk shit. So I was, I was with it. I thought she was about to go on in theory, you know. No. Yeah. <laughs> in theory, you had to make that clear. So actually, I had a whole other wellness Whoa. segment for today. Whoa. But oh, now you are gonna talk about aphrodisiacs? No, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna talk about aphrodisiacs. Oh, okay. But this inspired me because I think communication is such an important thing. And I know for me personally, um, like with the partner I have now. We had this, and I can say this openly because me and him are pretty open, but we've had the conversations about men who are porn educated because where else would you learn porn? Uh, where would you learn porn from? <laughs> where would you learn sex from? School sex ed programs suck. I think we can all agree I don't to that. I remember. Yeah, that. I, mine was, I believe, in like eighth grade. And she. it was so cheesy. I, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what she taught us. She probably taught us about the menstrual cycle I was about to say, I remember the fifth grade pubes, tape about nocturnal about emissions, pubes. and I don't really remember after that. Right, and those random videos. So I think one thing that's lacking and that has helped me a lot is sitting down, like I said, and creating a world for each other and, and not, being, not being afraid to teach and also not being afraid to learn. Because it has to, that's the best way for your sex life to be healthy. So I think it would be cool for you guys to whip out those journals and create a list, two lists. Of all the freaky shit you want to do? Yes, why not? Let's create a list of, <laughs> all, no, seriously, create a list of the sex life that you are that's currently That's really it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> y'all send it, send in y'all same novels, y'all sister told us and no, everything. No, listen, listen. Make a list of the type of sex you're having. And then make a list of the type of sex that you want mm. and then see how they match and what's missing. And for me, whatever has been missing, I've just had to recreate it myself. Like if I'm with someone and I'm like, you know, it's not it's not slow enough or it's not vibey enough, then I have to make sure to create that the next time and set that tone and have those conversations. This is what I like. I think that, you know, and, and you'd be surprised, I guess, men's egos are so fragile. <laughs> that is the absolute truth, because I've tried to have yeah. conversations with some men about what I didn't like or did like, and they were quicker to be Start defensive. Start talking about something they had no business talking right, about. Right, or they get defensive or bring up a other woman that didn't mind this, that, and the other. And it's like, if they start with that, then you already know that you're not with someone who is probably going to give you good sex in the first place. Right, just can't fuck. Right, because a, a guy that, or a woman, a partner who is down to Whatever. meet you, yes, yeah. if they're down to please you, they're the going to be... The fact that he is filling in your you place right because yeah, we, we are one, that's friends, A person who wants to please you will hear you out. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. So that's already going to be a red flag for you with the person if you don't even feel comfortable opening up that dialogue then how are you comfortable or anything else right exactly how are you comfortable opening up anything else it all ties into that each other for ears and nostrils too <laughs> I've seen them code them videos <laughs> the best sex I've had is because we were equally open minded and like I said willing to learn and willing to teach equally Damn. so definitely so don't you think that would be cool, though, to have that list? Because that way, and it can range from fantasies maybe that you've wanted fulfilled or maybe certain positions you've tried. Or maybe there's a book, like whether it's about tantric sex. Um, what's that other book that's popular? Kama Sutra. Like mm -hmm. things like that. There are a lot of H Little people, ATL. <laughs> that little girl pregnant by Pastor Troy. <laughs> <laughs> he brought her up again. 
So she been having sex. Her and Pastor Troy. Pastor Troy had sex with that lady from Little Women Atlanta and got her pregnant. So question. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. So Go I think. Ahead. Please move forward. But what do you think? Don't you think that would be a cool way to reflect yes. on the kind of sex you're having and whether you're happy about it or not. And it'll be a good push, especially if you have been with someone for a long time, to kind of sit back and be like, listen, and audit each other in a way. Like, are you happy? You know, are you satisfied? I was actually watching a video that was talking about why people cheat. Granted, people have their different reasons. It could be your personal emotional reasons that you haven't confronted, or it could be that you are unhappy um, in your relationship. And what the video said was that people tend to go towards what is missing. So if they're with someone who's too clingy, they'll go ahead and start dating someone who is a little more lax and calm. But if they're with someone who is too lax and calm, then they'll date the girl who gives them more attention. Like, we tend to just gravitate towards what's mm. missing. So I think the best way to avoid having to even ever deal with uh, a partner feeling like something is missing is to have these audits with each other and these check-ins to see... Are you happy? Are you satisfied? And not just sexually, obviously, emotionally. Because I know I always said before, sex for me is tied to my mind. So if you start losing my mind because I'm just not seeing eye to eye with you, the sex is like, whoop, So if he ain't making gone. a potato salad right, he ain't going to want nothing else. Huh? <laughs> it's all connected for me. So I know a lot of women that feel the same way, a lot of men that feel the same way. So let's do that. Let's create these lists. Sex list. A sex list, yeah. And I think it's something that you have to be comfortable sharing and talking about. That's going to turn into an argument, friend. It might not. It might turn Cause, juicy, cause though. They, well, an argument is going to turn into juicy if you do it right. <laughs> but that might be that's going to be an argument, though. A motherfucker tell you, come to you. So, look, I wrote some shit down about how you get down that I ain't down with. <laughs> And so we need to make some changes around here before I get on down. Here go the paper. And then you look at the paper and you see some shit like, <laughs> quit kissing me with all that spit in your damn mouth. Oh you know what I'm saying? You see something like that, you be like, damn. Like, I didn't even know I had, like, well, you know? Well, that's a good point. Delivery. I hate that shit, too, Delivery by the way. Don't kiss important. me with all that fucking spit in your mouth. That's fucking nasty. Oh that's nasty. And this don't have your Dustin's lips too lips. soft, too. You're supposed to have what a little... Mean, too not, soft? not Not soft like in texture, because I don't want you to feel like a Dooney and Burke. <laughs> but I'm talking about, like, like have a push behind your lips. You know what I'm a saying? Like, don't just sit there Burke. with dead, soft-ass lips. <laughs> like, have a little push, make them moisturize, and swallow some of that motherfucking spit out your mouth before you try to put your tongue in mine and shit. That's nasty. <laughs> Go ahead, though. But you're right. Delivery is definitely important. Keep in mind, have some emotional intelligence with the way that you write out what you want from your partner. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You don't, if someone's having older problems, you might not want to say that on the or list. Or say something like, I hate that mole on your titty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like something mean. Like, yeah, no y'all got to chill out, man. No shaming, <laughs> no pointing out flaws. Like, this is purely... You said no shaving. Shaming. shaming. Oh. <laughs> right. No body shaming. Like, I, I know, actually, the letter that we're going to read today is about a, a couple that was having some body shaming issues. So that'll be a good segue. But... You know, none of that. Like, this isn't... And honestly, if your partner even comes at you like that, that's another red there flag that'll be good for you to know that this person does not care for your feelings. But aside from that, I think the list would be a really cool idea. I think so, too. And right? on a petty it's note... It's fun, too. It's just fun. If they fun. come at you with that bullshit... Yeah. 
I think it's very good. I think it's a great idea, and I'm actually going to do this right? with a few people. But like, <laughs> I think that, um, like, and it's on a petty the note, sex right? Audit. Let's call the it a sex, sex audit. audit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's quarter one. Quarter so one. Like, like if <laughs> That's real. If they come at you with that bullshit, just file for divorce on their ass, like on a petty note. Like Fran said, and it's the first the judge, red flag. The sex file for divorce. Like, well, listen, I tried to make our irreconcilable differences reconcilable, and this is what the motherfucker told me, and here it go on the paper. <laughs> there you go. And most importantly, be open minded <sighs> to the suggestions that your partner has, because listen, there have been a lot of times that a dude has been like, nah, 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 and then they gave in, and later they were like, yo. <laughs> I, I, man, <laughs> you know, gotta grow up at some point. Sure and just, do. And, <laughs> and if you so won't suck it, somebody else will. <laughs> so remember that too. Write that down that's too. True. So that's this week's wellness segment. I hope you guys have fun with that one. I'd actually <laughs> love to hear the feedback. Don't send me Snapchats, but I'll uh-uh. read the tweets. <laughs> But I love you guys, and I hope that helps. Let's it, jump. Go ahead. Screenshot the list if it's too long, and make oh, sure. Oh yeah, that'd be cute. Send those to the friends on Twitter at friends on pod. I'm gonna look at those <laughs> on there. So let's jump into this week's icebreaker. What do you have for us? A icebreaker. Take. You got the best of me, hey. and I don't mind nobody licking on my knee. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say feet. Those either. <laughs> Wow. For they those tens, are... but I keep them clean. No, no, I'm just playing. They 11 and a half. I do well, keep them clean. For those of y'all that didn't know what to do, y'all know what to do now. Okay. That's right. Buy the shoes to go on the motherfuckers. <laughs> and for the rest of y'all, don't forget to always email us at thefriendzone@loudspeakersnetwork.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything else that you want to send me that I might read or might not read. All right. So for this week's icebreaker, uh, I wanted to ask if there was something that you've done that you wish that you didn't do. I was going to say anything that you regret. But people sometimes have regrets. So just name something that you've done. It could be recently that you wish that you didn't do. Somebody or something. It could be somebody if (laughs) you like. If you want to name them. Bueller. You know what I wish I hadn't done? I watched Wendy Williams' Hot Topics segment on YouTube. (laughs) And that's becoming a problem. Because, like, now, like, when I'm... I watch YouTube videos, like, while I'm doing shit, you know, in the background, I watch the same people I watch. And so, um, you know, like I had, um, I, I watched, I, I, I can admit, you know, that I have been watching Wendy Williams' Hot Topic segments on YouTube. I can't help it, okay? I've been like, watching I, too. I, I, Are they I, good? I, well, you know what it is? I think that I, I, I hate her so much that it's like I keep wanting to have that, see what I mean? That moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, see, see? You there hate, she goes. She That's exactly I'm what I do. And mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I feel so bad. Like, it's shame attached to this for me. Because I can't stop. So that's what it is. I watch that shit, too. She be making shit up sometimes, and they're running with it like it's the point. And it's like, that's not true. Talking about how people look. Meanwhile, she looks like she just got her legs in the back. And you should see. And you should have seen some of them looks this week, too. (laughs) Them looks were not. She built, like, a suitcase on some hat boxes. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like a Patagonia. Four, like, you got four, a stack, <laughs> two stacks of four hat boxes and you put a fucking Pullman on top of them. That's how <laughs> oh Wendy Williams God. is built. <laughs> what about you? Something you, you wish you didn't do? Oh, gosh. Besides I'm... joining this, this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Something I wish I didn't do. Um, I think there's a rebound relationship I had mm-hmm. a couple of years ago when when I had gotten out of one and then I and he was such a nice guy and then I totally 
just it reminds me of they said Erica Badu like text comment and was like I don't want to be with you no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was very like that, you know. I think we were together for a year. <laughs> I know. No, it was like eight nine months, and then one day I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And you just sexed to him? Yeah, and he was so confused, and it was totally my fault. So awful. I was in such a bad space at that time. And the crazy thing is, he hit me the other day and was like, I'm so proud of you. you so he's listening Who right you now. become. No, I don't. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he, might, he was like, I'm so proud of who you've become. You've always been amazing. Like, the fact that he still had nice things to say yeah. about me and now all the work Damn, I've man, done. Damn, he's the original friend. <laughs> Shit. It really, it, it made me feel worse about it. I mean, I can't. You can't necessarily have regrets because what's done is done. And spending time worrying about it doesn't change it. But, you know, he's such a nice guy. And the Mm. fact that he took the time to write me such kind words, knowing that I wasn't, you know, the kindest to him at that time, definitely made me feel That you still look good. (laughs) (laughs) He let you know you still look good, friend. No, it made me feel so horrible. Mm. He must have seen them Levi's ass. (laughs) He said, damn, fuck a feeling. She said, I'm finna ride her ass today. <laughs> he been sitting on it. So, yeah, if you're doing, if, you, if you're currently rebounding on someone, don't do it. It's so awful. Oh, Especially man. if they're, like, genuinely nice. What about you, Asante? Um, you know what? It's just the, it's the perfect answer. I wish I didn't work for Boss at that time. Or, I'm sorry, Mogul, the media group. I wish I did not do that because that was stupid. What was stupid about it? Um, the opportunity to, like, be behind a desk and do a bunch of... Like, not even the the outcome of it, like, getting cursed out by the, like, hoodrattiest rats of them all, Kate <laughs> Michelle, but, like, really just the fact that I was, like, settling. Like, I was, like, going in to settle for something. And it was one of those times I thought, oh, this is an opportunity. Like, um, I had already <laughs> paid my dues by that point, you know, in certain aspects. I didn't really have to be there. But somebody saw something in me, and I thought that, like, I could, like, tough it out. But I think it ended early on because I didn't need to be doing that. So that's like one thing that I, I wish that I didn't do. Hmm. <laughs> the more you know. Right. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Remember that little shooting star and shit? Right. We're going to play that at the end of our show. Do a little commercial cap. Um, so to get out of the icebreaker and into the next segment. What we you going to do? are going to do questions now. Questions now, not before. <laughs> Um, I love how he laughed at his own yeah, joke. For those of y'all listening and are confused, like, what? I, I've been fucking up left and right today. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> um, but for those of y'all that don't give a fuck about that, if you have to send us shit, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. For this email, it's titled Fat Ass Kelly Price. Hey, Dustin, Asante, and Fran. I have been talking to this guy for over a year and officially dating him since December or so. Up until recently, he's been awesome, and we have been able to grow and connect organically. It has been great. He didn't pull the typical bullshit when it came to dating, and he doesn't talk to multiple girls and all that other drama. I thought I was spared from another fuckboy. All was well, until about a month ago. He started acting differently, not texting slash calling nearly as much, far less affection in person, and messing up plans, etc. He blamed on work stress at first, but I knew something was up. I talked to him about it, and he gives me the worst... The work excuse and says he just needs a break. Followed by everything is just moving so fast with us and the good old it's not you, it's me. When he said everything was moving too fast, I knew the jig was as high as the heavens, so I called BS. As I said, we've been talking and all that for over a year. 
I did not presume him into being official. He made that move. I urged him to be honest with me on whatever the issue, and after a while, he finally said that I've gained weight and that I cuss too much. Now, I've always used the same language, and I feel like if cussing bothered him that much, he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't cuss himself, for starters, and that it was a deal-breaker he would have been out ages ago because of it. The weight, however, is pretty new, so I think that's the real problem. He basically was like he wants to be able to show his girl off to his friends slash fam and the gram, but I'm too fat and foul-mouthed to do it. Well. So in order to not deal with talking to me about it, he pulled the old fade to black move so that I would just be mad and dip out. I have gained weight, but I still think that I'm fine. And I have been planning on getting it together for my trip this summer anyway. <laughs> but I guess I'm just hurt that that he was willing to treat me shitty in order for me to break up with him so he would not have to have the conversation instead of just talking to me and working on these things together. What should I do on both the petty and non-petty note? Love you all so much. Thanks. A fat-ass Kelly Price. The first thing you need to do is stop talking negatively about yourself. That shit is not funny. Yes, that girl on Catfish saying that was funny, that but was we was laughing at her. I didn't you see stop that laughing at yourself like that and being mean to yourself. Like you obviously your feelings are hurt by this nigga telling you that you was too fat and you cussed too much for him to take you around his mama. You know what I'm saying? That hurts your feelings. You obviously are not okay with being fat because you keep being negative about yourself. So do whatever you need to do to be happy, but you need to stop like beating yourself up. And fuck him if he don't like how you if if he if the cause of you saying, I don't know, it just bothers me that she says that like about herself. That bothers me. And if the cause of you saying something like that about yourself is is the way that this nigga is reacting to you, then you need to just have a little bit more pride for yourself and get the fuck away from him. Like, he's not healthy for you if he's making you literally be mean to yourself. And please don't think we're going to jump on the bandwagon and sending us a letter where you call yourself fat-ass Kelly Price and shit. And we, what we about to do, laugh and start cracking jokes, fat jokes too? That's what she thought we was about to do? Like, that's not what this is. Like, I, I, I'm sad for you right. that you feel like that about yourself and you're willing to disrespect yourself that much. And whatever you have to do to find a way to have some pride and to feel good about yourself, do it. And if that means getting away from his destructive ass, then so be it. The only thing I will say on his behalf is that at least he was honest. But yeah, he but she had really... to, like, dig it out of him. Right, and I think that's... Well, maybe he she had to dig it out because he didn't want to say something that was going to hurt her feelings, I guess. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's what it is. It's not always that people... I feel like this. If I'm going to keep a secret from you, I'm going to keep it from you. you. You can't dig it out of me. So if you if, some, if it's something that you can dig out of me, it's something that I was trying not to say because I knew the impact it was going to have. Right. So I think maybe that may be it. But the real issue here to me is how she feels about herself. Because it's not cool to write in here in a letter asking us what we should do about your feelings being hurt because the man that you care about is saying things that are that you feel are mean. But you write in to us to ask us that and you talk negatively about yourself and you say things like, sincerely, a fat-ass Kelly Price. Like, what kind of shit is that? The real issue is, like, with, with her. And she has to fix herself and feel better about herself. If that means accepting her body the way that it is, then so be it. If that means realizing that she does not want to be overweight and doing something to get herself out of that circumstance, then so be that. But just figure out whatever it is you need to do because what's going on right now don't even have nothing to do with a nigga. Like, that's her. So 
that's all I have to say. Yeah, I think the most annoying part was the fact that he seemed like he was falling back. Right. You know, you said the calls changed, the text changed, the affection. So I know from experience, once somebody starts falling back and and they're not communicating why they're falling back, you got to let them just do that. Mm-hmm. Because once you try to drag them back in and then drag out why they're doing it, they actually don't care mm-hmm. to fix it at that point you know because if they cared to fix it they would fix it it's pretty much that black and white you know i'm at least for me that's yeah i know how i deal with people and i know how people have dealt with me and looking back i should not have dragged certain people back that clearly were not interested in coming back because then when you do drag them back it's never a good time it can actually become abusive because they resent you, but they he's obviously a coward because he couldn't shit. just say it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like Dustin said, I think that's something you should definitely take a step back. And it doesn't even sound like he's making you happy or feel good about yourself. Right. So what's re- what are you really getting out of the connection? Well, I think that you just learned a very hard lesson about how people can be. Yeah, um, truth. <clears throat> This is not a person that I would recommend you getting back with. Um, Not even faults of this person, but, you know, they had something that they needed to share with you and they didn't feel comfortable, you know, sharing it with you. And that sucks. Um, But there had to be some truth to what they were saying. You know, things moving too fast. Uh, They probably just woke up one day and was like, oh, shit, like, you know, she's fat. And on top of other shit, you know what I'm saying? And not that you need to be uncomfortable with the fact that you've gained weight because you yourself said, you know, it's not that bad and you're planning on losing weight for your trip. You don't have to lose weight for your trip if you feel comfortable, but if that's what you're going to do, just do it. But at the same time, when you're dealing with someone else that is in your space and their opinions have changed or something with them has changed and they don't want to be around, you can't make them stay. You can't um, police how they handle the situation. Unfortunately, it sucks and, like, you wish that it was different, but um, it's a learning opportunity for you as well. You know, you can't really go back and teach someone else something and expect them to come back after they learn from it. So uh, really, really come up off of what they left you with because you, you felt like this dude was treating you like shit. And that's why you emailing us, you know, talking about yourself like shit, you know, trying to figure out how to get back up on it. You know, only you can treat yourself like gold and then people will, come, you know, they'll buy into that. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you you live your best life as self, you know. You were caught up with this person, and you just got the feelings going. It's okay. Just go ahead and get rid of them because this person ain't even worth it. So, and get, we've all been there. We've all been in there. In some way. We've yeah, all been in there. some form or another where you just weren't what the person wanted. And you know what? Men will keep your ass around. Yeah. That's something I learned. Men will keep you around out of convenience. Whether it be for the cooking. Right. There's something. Easy, just like, the fly convenience. By nice yeah. We might look into it like, oh, maybe he does have feelings. That's why he's still around. No. It could very well just be convenience. Mm-hmm. I've like heard men say it out of their mouth. You're right across the street from his barber. Right. You're easier to just catch. You always text back quick. You know, like a mm-hmm. lot of reasons. So don't don't take that as anything more than convenience a lot of the times so hopefully that helps he might need somewhere to stay could be you that know, ain't nobody more loyal than a nigga that needs somewhere to stay for a minute <laughs> they'll be your boyfriend real quick you want a boyfriend find you a nigga that needs somewhere oh to stay 
They be down. I'm talking about they'll, they'll cook. Don't let them be between jobs. They'll cook. Clean. Clean up. Do your laundry. Watch your kids. Like, all that kind of <laughs> shit. Like, they be down. Fix Paint the shit nails. around the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They they sand that wall down in the bathroom that's been fucked up since you moved in. But you don't know how to fix that's it. You're too seduction. ashamed to ask for help. Yeah. Nah, let it go. There'll that's be someone right. out there that'll see you as you are and be like, I'm good. Okay. So now let's get into this week's Black, Black business. business. We're actually going to switch things up a little bit. Um, this week we're doing a, a Black business profile, a Black business feature. I'm not sure what we'd like to call it. So we're actually going to do a little mini interview with someone and learn some shit about some people. So <laughs> we have a very, very special guest here, and he did not bring any gifts, I don't think. I'm looking in the back. So after I say his name, I hope he brings out gifts. We have the... Got stickers. All right, never mind. We ain't got nobody here. He only got stickers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got Ben Hameen here. I always want to introduce you as DJ Ben Hameen, but you're not DJing right now, so you just Ben Hameen. This is true. Okay. I'm not actually DJing right now. Or could I call you Ben Hameen, comma, DJ right now? That works. You okay. want to DJ right now? I can give you a beat. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but how am I supposed to DJ right now? Yeah, yeah, like, you just tell me when to change it with your hands. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> like that Nice <laughs> Coordination Now it's legit DJ Ben <laughs> I mean Word to our Loudspeakers Network Brother In the Brethren yes. Here Ben From Fan Bros Which is a very Cool Techie Cool Podcast about tech shit That's still cool I'm really trying to Drive that message home That it really is A cool <laughs> yeah. show And when you say Comic books People are like What? Right nah, nah. But it's really cool Yeah thank you Fan Bros show with Tatiana King Jones, one of the voices of Black Twitter, as they say. Okay, yeah, you know, I got. Don't fuck with her. Don't. And D Chico Leo or Two Two Cheeks, two cheeks. I'm, I'm as he is him. known. Yes. yes. Oh my right. God. <laughs> he is never gonna live Two, two Cheeks down. down. I'm gonna see him in the motion, but hey, is that Two Cheeks? Two Cheeks. <laughs> but today we're not even actually here to talk about the friend. The oh shit. <laughs> the friends on. We're not here to talk bros, about the friend so. bros. Yeah. Although we could say so many great things about it. What are we here to discuss today, Ben? Today we are here to discuss my children's book, The World Is Yours. Wow, that, hey. that's like a transition. Like I went from DJ to Fan Bros to the children's book. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, all that's your portfolio. Yeah. Right. Yeah, where did, where did this idea come from? Oh, Lord. Um, That's a story in itself. Yeah, the idea came from me being um, incarcerated in Dubai. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, what you doing here? Because I heard if you get locked up over there, shit is really like you don't ever get out or some shit. <laughs> like, whoa, what it, happened? Well, um, I mean, I don't know if you want to tell yeah, us what happened, you, but... I'm yeah. glad you're here tonight, man. Actually, okay. I mean, right? Yeah, if you Google it, it, it's like out there. So, I mean, I can tell you. Um, Basically, at the time, I was DJing in Ethiopia and... I uh, went over to Dubai for a minute because everybody's like, oh, Dubai is so dope. You got to go check it out, you know. And so I went over there for two days. I was supposed to go there for two days, actually. And I got off the plane, got into the airport, went through security. Uh, security was very funny. And they searched my bags and tore everything apart, basically, until they found one seat of marijuana, <gasps> which was in some random, you know, pair of jeans or something. And Dubai is a zero-tolerance country, as I learned the hard way. And that was it. That was much of the country that I saw, except from when I was getting uh, going from court to court or jail wow, to jail. Wow! No and so way. yeah, I was there for a year um, <gasps> for a fucking seed. Wow. Two, two seeds. I was officially charged with two seeds of marijuana and uh, point forty five gr- uh, 
basically half a gram of crushed tobacco. Com- no, it wasn't even that much of Come crushed tobacco on, combined man. with ma- yeah, marijuana. Wow. Yeah, it is a zero tolerance. When I say zero tolerance country, it is a zero. I mean, a. I knew people who had tastes worse than mine, is all I could say. Like, there were people in there with, like, smidgens of, you know, dust in their pocket, you know, mm. of marijuana. Wow. That's, like, yeah. the scariest. That's me. Right. I mean, anyone. I can never go. Yeah. It is a, if you have it in your system and someone accuses you of having it in your system, you can be um, locked up. Because what? yeah, they can they can drug test you and you can go to jail for that. Well, yeah. Well, there go our Dubai dreams. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. long story short, I was there for a little bit, and I've always been a writer and a reader, so I wrote and read constantly. And one of the things I wrote was this poem. And um, when I came home, my friend I put it on Facebook, and my boy Marcus Aline, he's the artist. We went to Howard together, and he was like, "Yo, this would be a really dope children's book." And so I originally wrote the poem for my nephew and nieces just as a way of inspiring them and stuff. And mm. so um, when, you know, when he saw it, he was like, oh, it'd be a children's book, you know, for it's not a universal message. So I was like, cool, because I actually always wanted to write a children's book, but I just never, like, had an idea for one, basically. And so I wrote this, and uh, he did the art. My boy Marcus Aline did the art. And so now we are doing a Kickstarter so we can get our, we have a 500 limited edition hardcover version coming right now. And that's what the Kickstarter is for. And it's The World is Yours. And it's uh, basically, it's it's a poem, like I said, that um, teaches like children to be their best selves and to, you know, like dream your dreams, live your dreams, all that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. And the real, like, when I got into, you know, the publication and, you know, publishing the children's books, I found out that, like, 90% of children's books, or I might be exaggerating, but it's really, like, 85%, 85% of children's books are written for white males. Like, Mm -hmm. not even white females, just white boys, you know, are for, most children's books are centered around. So when I found that out, I found out how important it is for children's books for people of color and children of color. So that made it even more important to me, and that's why we're really proud and happy and just, you know, here we go. Like, Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> so Hell how's, yeah. how's the process of creating it? How has it been? Um, It's been, I'm a perfectionist. Like, even the version that y'all are seeing right there is not the finished version. Like, right now we're still touching up things, like, especially how the words on the page are written, you know, and just things like that. Because I, I'm really proud of it, and I want it to be, like, something that lasts forever. So... Um, it's been fun, I guess. It's been work. It's like anything I do, I love to do, so I just have fun doing it. But it's definitely been interesting just learning about publication and how books are published and how publishing companies works and all that. And like why we're doing it independently is because we don't want to deal with all that right now. We just want to get our book out to the world. And then, you know, if some company comes along, then we can talk. But right now it's more about just getting it there. I love your bio. I'm going to read it. Yeah, please. It says, (laughs) it says, and y'all know I like shit. Like, I like things. And so this is, I like this. It says, Benjamin loves pizza. This is his bio on the back of his book. It says, Benjamin loves pizza, coffee, ice cream, and hot sauce, but never together. He lives in Brooklyn, New York City, and this is his first published book. He loves you just for picking it up. 
Oh, that was amazing. Now, that, now, if y'all niggas don't pull out, don't get to the kick, don't get, don't start yeah. kicking. If y'all don't start kicking after that, then I don't know what's going on. Kickstarter. And How I wrote can we that, find it. Man? I wrote that way before Beyonce said she had hot sauce. I'm like, what, I'm I, all that is. But you true. love her, right? Oh, what? That's I'm from right. Houston, baby. So, like, so come don't on, be high, don't start already. It. Like, there oh, we go. oh, of course, like. Shit. See? So now another reason it always goes back to Beyonce, right? Always. Another always. reason to put to start shaking the Kickstarter, you know? Beyonce. I'm, I'm once it. tweeted that I know there's like a god and she's a woman because there's like a Beyonce gift for every occasion that I ever need one in life. Like I can yes. always find Beyonce's reaction to something that just suits the mood. So True. That's how I know God is a woman. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so well, tell us where we can find it. Uh, you can find it on Kickstarter, kickstarter.com. Uh, I think you have, if you, no, if you just slash, it won't come up. But if you go to Kickstarter, search The World Is Yours Children's Book. It's The World Is Yours Children's Book. And you can follow me or find me on Twitter at DJ Benjamin. And on Instagram, all the same. Snapchat, everything all the same. And it's, you know, all the information is in my bio and all that on there. So, And we'll make sure to link it as usual yes. below the SoundCloud so that you guys can click it directly. Thank you very much. No problem, Ben yeah. Hameen. Thanks for stopping by. Is this my copy? No, that, that right now <laughs> is still no, the only I one mean, in existence. So, I see, I yeah, see. This is like, this is the traveling copy as you see the edits and all that. But, you know, once it's out, we'll bring... Signed hardcover, you know, version of Back to the Friends song. You know, that's right. Yeah. 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 Some, some. You know. Now, um, if you donate twenty dollars, you get a copy of the book. Yep. And if you donate twenty five, uh, you get you a copy. Get a signed copy, yeah. and then there's uh, some other rewards like there's a poster you can get. There's um, you can get a mixtape from me, which is almost sold out. I think I might have to up those again. Oh, see, key, yeah, I, I can't believe it. I, I swore I thought that'd be the last thing that people bought, but. You know, it's been, and then we have like five pages of original art, like, so you can get, you know, one of the pages from the book, like his original watercolor painting. Wow. But there's only two left of those, I think, last time I checked. So if you want that, you need to get on it because it's going. And Marcus is an insane artist. Too. Yeah, like, the art looks great, man. Oh, man. He's one of my, I mean, I've known him for years, but he is super talented. And I'm just, you know, like, when y'all, y'all see. <laughs> Go to my Instagram, DJ Benjamin, to see pictures and pages and video of the book and all that other stuff. Very, very cool. Well, thanks thank for you. stopping by and chatting it up with us. And Word. Hey, thank Support you. It's my first time on Friends Business. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Definitely will have you back with the rest of the gang. Yeah, we definitely Except we're... for Two Cheeks. He can't come. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm sure it's fine. He might be able to come. If he <laughs> brings me another t-shirt, he might be able to come. You know, it's like the Justice League meeting the X-Men. Oh. oh. Okay, wait. Like now, are y'all Justice League or y'all the, are y'all X-Men? Yeah, I, I got to do something better because I, I don't like Justice League at all, so I don't want either of us Damn, to be there. Damn, you... We're gonna save that for your show because <laughs> I was about to. I'm That'll ready about to ask you like, God episode. damn, why you gotta treat Justice League like that? It's <laughs> not as cool as the X Men. Man, whatever. <laughs> Thank you again for coming on with us. Th this, uh That was the uh, Black Business Profile. You were like our first to do this, like a uh, Black live? Business. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's well, so well, awesome. Well, not live, not live. You know, I wish we was black on, but you know, black you, on. You, well, if we was, if it was live, they could call in. They could yeah, talk okay. To you, yeah, you know. I mean, but like here in in the right, like yeah, the actual yeah, yeah, in the business. Place. I know what you mean. All right, there we go. Well, that's Thank right. You. Put some yeah. respect on your name. There we go. <laughs> the first. All finished. That's okay. right. <laughs> Just because you wrote a book, I won't let you, I won't let them play you out too much now. <laughs> Does anybody have any church announcements before we get on up out of here? Nope, I don't have any. I do. Check out. Check me out in the um, latest episode of Socially Decoded. The only reason I'm plugging it is because I did it. <laughs> no, the only reason I'm plugging it is because it's actually really, really funny this week for real. I'm not going to tell y'all what was said. 
Just go on YouTube and look up Socially Decoded and enjoy. And yes. that you actually can tweet me about. Well, there you have it, ladies <laughs> you and gentlemen. Actually you actually can. Oh, and I just want to thank those who came to the Blavity Women in Tech Conference this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I actually saw Tatiana there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and also thanks to those who came to Maya's um, celebration in L.A. Happy birthday, Happy Maya. Birthday, Maya. 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 Right? She's the My best. Hub queen. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. This month, totally. But now... Things are gonna come. Yeah, May was absolute madness, but it should be calm now. So thank you guys for the support, and I will see you guys at the next one, whenever that is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on top of her seeing at the next one of those, I think we are gonna get up out of here and see you guys next week. Maybe. Aren't you guys gonna be in DC this weekend? I will. I will. (laughs) Absolutely, DC. Get with it. Absolutely, we'll be in DC this weekend. I have one thing that I do want to bring up that we didn't get a chance to touch on, but I want to put it in my hands right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am pissed off about Tamar Braxton being fired oh, from the real. You know what? You know. <laughs> Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Before you say anything else, I I need to amend my uh, regret thing earlier. What I will say, Amend. what I wish that I did not do, I wish I did not tweet the other day that I like the real now. Because right after I tweeted that, the Tamar news broke. And Tamar is a Pisces, and I, lo- I love, you know, the Pisces connection. Hey, Tamar up, was perfect for the real. Let me tell you why I'm pissed. Number one, I watched that show every day. It was a part of my rituals when I was having my vice. I would, I would, I would watch the <laughs> girl chat segment. Vice. I think that um, the panel, the person that I never liked on the panel was Jeannie Mai. Um, I didn't, I never appreciated a lot of the things that she did and said. But what I did appreciate was the fact that there seemed to be some sincere, genuine camaraderie and friendship amongst those five, those five ladies especially Tamar and Tamara, Tamara Maury Housley. Now, I believe that Tamar and Tamara, because if you watch the show like I do and you catch everything, Tamar and Tamara sat at the end of the table and read everybody the whole time, right? They have a personal friendship that's real. And what I liked most about it, and yes, I'm going off about this, because I'm fucking pissed. But what I liked most about it was I think that they met at the right time. Tamar is very urban, very um, aggressive, very upfront, very in your face. Tamara is very poised, very, very um, much more shy than Tamar is. And out of the twins, Tamara was the one who people perceived as more whitewashed. And I don't, and like her best friends are white. I don't think that she really got a lot of love from like black girls along the way. Mm -hmm. And she's even commented about that on the show. Tamar is a person who is almost the opposite of her, and I don't think that Tamar got a lot of love from black girls who were perceived to be whitewashed before. She may have been looked down on and called ghetto a couple times in her life. And I think that they both represented someone who, at some point in the other one's life, you know what I mean? I just think that they met at the right time. They were totally open to being friends, and that's why their friendship was real. And from what everyone is posting about Tamar's exit, Apparently, there was some... This is all speculation, but this is the the truest sounding story that I've heard, right? Lord. Lonnie, Adrian, and Jeannie went to the producers and were complaining about Tamar making more money than them and saying that, look at how she missed... uh, That's not fair because she missed all those days last year when she was sick, and we want more money. On top of that... I'll get to that in a second. On top of that, apparently they have been, there is rumored to have been some issue with like maybe an advertiser complaining about a comment that she made. She was, Tamar was very vocal about her, um, her dislike of Donald Trump. It could have been anything. We don't know. It's all speculation, but something happened. And the reason that we know that something happened is because Tamar unfollowed everybody except Tamara. 
once the rumor started coming out and there's a blog, shout out to Fameless. Um, I don't know if you guys follow Fameless, but Fameless, te- Fameless I'm telling you, Fameless be having the facts and the truth. And not only that, they have receipts. So, like, any, you can have, feel how you feel about all those sites. How do people see when celebs name. unfollow? Because they monitor, yeah. you can search through the, it's all stupid. But she I did, though, right? I was wondering that. Yeah. Like, so-and-so unfollowed. I'm like, how? So, the only person know? that she's still following is Tamara. And according to all the rumors that are floating around, whenever whatever happened at the real, <laughs> Tamara was the only one that stood up for Tamar. Mm. Tamara was the only one that was vocal and defended Tamar and said it wasn't right, whatever happened. Tamar made this lengthy Instagram post, you know, pouring her heart out and shit. And Tamar has been shady and over the top and done a lot of things that I don't agree with. But in this case, my gut, which is always right when it comes to people and motives and shit, my gut has never failed me. And I believe that this is, I believe that Tamar is the victim in this situation. I believe her feelings were hurt. I know that she wanted to be looked at as legitimate and credible and more than just a reality star and Tony Braxton's sister. I know how important the real was to her. As a fan, you can tell the effort that she made into, you know, um, changing certain things about herself to be good at being on that panel. I know it was important to her. And so for her to leave that show, especially if you want to look at it on a petty note, for her to leave a show that she just got Mm-mm. nominated Mm-mm. for four Emmys for that gave her bragging home. rights, you know yeah. what I'm saying? If you want to look at it from a petty perspective, you know she would not have done anything to jeopardize her placement on that show. And I'm pissed because I enjoyed fucking watching it. <laughs> and the one thing that I felt like was fun and right and shit and I could look forward to that... It's gone. So I'm fucking pissed. And also, I think it was oh some bullshit. God. And for Tamara, of all five of, of the four of the rest of them, for Tamara, the most conservative, soft-spoken, you know what I mean, person on the panel, for her to be the one to speak up and say, hey, this is some bullshit, that's how you know whatever happened was wrong. They was wrong to Tamar. <laughs> Fuck the real. And that's all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening to The Friend Zone this week, the one place where you can come and make sure that you won't have a musty brain because we're working with your mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene, and y'all thought I had forgotten it, but I did not. We're going to close on it instead of open on it. (laughs) We love you guys for listening. See you guys next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.